0: Danny Howe, back again, your host of Tales from Southern Indiana. Um, This uh, episode will uh, feature uh, stories from the past in Indiana, or at least uh, ones that Hoosiers were interested in, even if they happened somewhere else, from the old papers in Indiana, about being buried alive. I don't know how much uh, you worry about being buried alive. Apparently, it's on a lot of people's minds. Uh, because of a number of reports, especially in the pre-embalming days, of folks who narrowly escaped or who were discovered. Uh, And, of course, there's some grisly ones about people who weren't, but I thought I'd skip those for purposes of entertainment. So, one story from 1907 uh, from Muncie, Indiana, which is not southern Indiana, but we had to expand the geographic scope for this particular topic. Uh, It's about a fellow who was the subject of a prank. He'd fallen asleep in a horse stall. First tip, avoid that. And people who knew him, and I guess didn't like him all that much, uh, smeared his face and hands with axle grease, and then called the police. (laughs) And the police come out and looked at him and figured he'd been dead quite a while as his face and hands had turned black, and called in the undertaker, and they came out, and they brought the <clears throat> what was called the dead wagon. We can imagine what that thing's used for. And when the undertaker took hold of the apparently dead man's hands, he discovered the discoloration was from axle grease. Good thing he knew what that was. And a few minutes later, a vigorous bath was given, and the man awoke to inquire what had happened. Uh, and then it moves into um, some untold story of revenge. I expect. Now, one interesting note from um, Princeton, Indiana. 1903. the a fellow who has apparently uh, been uh, uh, viewed as dead and almost buried seven times. Some sort of medical condition caused him to go into a semi-conscious state on a fairly regular basis and somehow he didn't wear a warning sign after the first couple of times telling people to make sure he was dead and so he kept being uh, placed in, uh, in preparation for a funeral. And in this particular article, which was almost dead number seven, it said he died yesterday for the seventh time, but revived again in time to prevent the funeral, although the grave had been dug and the coffin ordered. Seems like a shame to have gone to that much trouble and that he's not really dead, but at any rate, said that he had frequent attacks of this sort of thing, and he had one, uh, in which the family had all the usual tests done. Now, what are the usual tests for making sure someone is dead? I didn't actually get that far. And the article doesn't suggest any uh, any examples. But the usual tests were done, and it says the undertaker was almost frightened to death when the supposed corpse arose and asked the undertaker what he was there for and what he was going to do. And he then entered vigorous protest to being buried, as one would expect. Uh, that he had several times narrowly escaped being buried alive, and he is lain in a trance for up to two or three days at a time, and during this period, he often has a vision of being in heaven, although he can give no accurate description of his dream, so it remains a mystery. At other times, he dreams he is in the opposite place, and when this happens, he is always glad to be awakened, even by the undertaker. That's sort of the humorous side of being buried alive, or almost being buried alive, and then... We have um, uh, an example of, you know, you have to hope that your relatives or, uh, or, or spouses are going to be sufficiently curious when there are signs you might be alive and uh, don't, in fact, like you very much and don't do anything about it. In South Bend, Indiana, a story from the year 1900, a prominent society woman died, and when the undertaker came to perform his work, he noticed the body was warm. Now that would be a clue. And he called the husband's attention to the fact, of why why did he do that? Uh, and the husband said, no, i'm I think she's dead." And so the undertaker took that for uh, for truth and 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 prepared her for burial, and then she was in fact buried. Um, at some point, someone noticed, uh, I guess as the coffin was being lowered, it wasn't quite buried yet. there were <laughs> there had been signs that the lid was disturbed and they then opened the casket and discovered that she had apparently been at least casketed alive and it was too late to save her. Now, there are articles about things people try to do to prevent uh, this sort of thing from happening in uh, my hometown in Mitchell, Indiana. there was an article from 1897 in which a fellow had made his family physician promise that should he appear to be dead, the physician would take a sharp knife and stab him in the heart three times that would make sure that he's dead. Um, you could imagine there might be a different sort of contact in which the doctor might actually find out whether he could be alive, but no, this fellow thought that if, if he'd gone that far to all that trouble uh, and was about to be buried, might as well make sure there's a reason for it. And uh, in fact, that happened. He died. and uh, and and. The doctor stabbed him in the heart. Now, he wanted this thing done because he'd had a bad experience previously with his uh, father being buried alive and not being found before uh, the tragic event was discovered. Now, you can imagine all these articles about be- people being buried alive or disturbing to the funeral industry from time to time. There's an article from uh, Richmond, Indiana, from 1902, in which, uh, and a representative of the industry, I guess, is talking to a reporter and saying that every, every corpse nowadays is embalmed. And then maybe only one body in a hundred is buried without being embalmed. And so that settles this problem. You're not going to find people being buried alive anymore. Said, But, but he, he complains that, you know, folks have got to have some sort of post-mortem bugaboo to worry them, he says. And if it isn't one thing, it's another, like Rosanna Rosanna Dana. And as soon as you convince them that they are not going to be buried alive, they get grave robbers on the brain. So that's why we are now making a specialty of burglar-proof caskets. You look for that particular advertisement, and you know that there's a problem being solved. Now, there, there are there are recommendations that one can draw uh, about how to avoid um, being. Dead if you are buried alive, and there's a website called artofmanliness.com of all things. And it, it one can draw from it the descriptions of what you might do certain tips. First, don't be buried in a nice strong casket, ask for a weak plywood one you know, one that you can bust open if you wake up and 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 you discover that the, you're in this dilemma. Uh, and of course. Don't have the dirt packed down real tight. Tell them to leave the dirt really loose, because if you get out of the casket, you're going to have to work your way through the dirt. And finally, since all this stuff takes a fair amount of physical exertion, stay in shape. So there you go, some tips for the living and still living that are presumed dead. And as always, thanks for listening. to you soon.